Okay, so there's really no intro for this. We're back with part two of the Shaq Sports Talk podcast, NBA Talk Edition. We're go- we did the Eastern Conference last podcast. This one, we're going to be doing the Western Conference. We're going to be talking about the Clippers, the Nuggets, you know, ranking those teams. We're going to be talking about who's better, Suns or Mavericks, Luke Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. And then we're going to be talking about the Lakers and, and Warriors as well, you know. Both teams in the play-in tournament, both 9 and 10 seeds. So if the season ended today, their playing game would be win or go home. Warriors playing good, Lakers playing good. We're going to be talking about that as well. All next here on the Shaq Sports Talk podcast. So you guys know what the deal is. Kick back, enjoy. Let's talk some basketball. Okay, so let's talk about the Western Conference. Let's talk about Denver first. I think this is re- this is really interesting. So... You guys don't know this. Denver last year won the NBA championship. They ran through the Timberwolves. Timberwolves gave them three competitive games, but Denver pulled two of the three out because they won the first two at home, and then they got two tough games in Minnesota. And game five was tough because it came down to the last shot. They took two of three. They lost game four in uh, lost game four in Minnesota. Then turn around, Phoenix. They dominate at home. They give up two back in Phoenix. They dominate game five, and then game six they took over in their place and won. Okay, conference finals. They go face the Lakers. They just dominate for four games, and then the NBA finals. They dominate game one. Miami steals the game in Denver in game two, and then they just never looked back and they kicked up on the Heat and won the NBA finals in five games. Okay, that's the Denver Nuggets, led by one of the best players, if not the best player in the world, Nikola Jokic, and Jamal Murray, who was an insane playoff performer and is one of the best scorers we have in this game. I'm being completely honest with you. Jamal Murray is that dude. He can score the basketball at will. That two-man with him and Jokic is incredible. Okay, fast forward. We're in February, February 16th on a Friday afternoon, and they are the four seed in the Western Conference, and there are three games out from first place. Well, I don't really know what to tell you. Um, here's what I'd say. Why? Because they're taking the regular season lightly? And I don't I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't consider that because I think they get up for the big games, games versus Boston. They went in there and won. They went into LA on Kobe night and won. Um, yeah, they got smacked around by Milwaukee, but they've been very good in terms of taking the regular season pretty seriously. I'm not one of those people who believes that personally. Um, but I actually think they've done a really good job in the regular season. The problem is the Western Conference is much better than it was last year. Uh, the Clippers, they might. Just win it all. If Kawhi and PG are healthy, and that's a huge if. But currently at this moment, they're all healthy. The entire team's healthy. Harden, Kawhi, PG, Westbrook, they're all healthy. If they stay healthy, they might just represent the West, and Dan might just win the NBA Finals. Then you got Minnesota, who's got two perimeter guys, and Anthony Edwards, who's been taking over the load offensively, and they're leading the NBA in defensive rating, their number one defensive rating, with Jade McDaniels at the forefront and Anthony Edwards on perimeter defense, okay? Then you got the interior, Gobert. Gobert is dominating the interior. So you got the forefront perimeter defense of Edwards and McDaniels, and then you've got Gobert dominating in the interior. Scary stuff. And then you got the Thunder, who's ahead of the Clippers and one and a half games back from the one seed, led by SGA, who's on an historic run right now, Chet, who's played good in spots, and J and then J Dub, Jalen Williams, who's been very good for them. I'm very, I've been very impressed with them all year. So those are your top four teams. 
Before we talk about all of those top four teams, I want to dive into the bottom of the Western Conference and work our way up like we did in the last podcast. Let's start off with Golden State. Golden State is one game above 500. They went, they won four of their last five games. They beat the Pacers by about 20. They beat the Suns on Saturday night last week, which was an incredible game. I was, you know, messing around with buddies at a friend's house. We came back from, from a party and we were watching this game and Steph Curry balled out, man. He balled out. Frank Vogel, by the way, side note, Frank Vogel must have lost his shit in the locker room. Bradley Beal trying to gamble on a pass. What are we doing? What are we doing? There is about four seconds left. I think it was like four or three seconds, three or four seconds. You cannot gamble on that pass unless if you are a thousand percent sure you have this deal. Because if you gamble on it, Steph Curry's turning around and knocking down a three-pointer because he's wide open. And that's what happened. So they end up losing that game, Phoenix. Warriors get this win that they kind of didn't really deserve because Devin Booker was killing them down the stretch. And look, they went up in the third quarter. They had that little streak run that they had. Um, Then Draymond, which I didn't like, starts shit-talking KD. Um, Then goes goes into his podcast and just trashes on Yusuf Nurkic, just trashes on KD. And my problem has nothing to do with Nurkic. He has beef with Nurkic because of what he did and got suspended for, so what and so forth. Um, but my problem with Draymond has nothing to do with the Nurkic part, with that whole podcast thing. Everyone's got a problem with the Nurkic thing. Oh, you average nine points, so you're talking you know, to Nurkic. I don't have a problem with that. The problem I have is with KD. Uh, does he not know that KD won him two rings? Won him two rings. He's said this himself. He said this on his podcast himself. It was about a year ago. I don't have the clip, but he said numerous times that if it wasn't for KD, uh, we don't go anywhere. So if I were him, I would kind of shut up. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I would shut up if I were him. I would shut my mouth and just not say a word about KD. And look, he can say whatever he wants about how he wasn't, um, he didn't address him about the thing with Nurkic. What was he supposed to do? He was supposed to address you? Like, I don't know. I don't really agree with it, personally. Um, he he doesn't have the right to... I, I don't think he has that right, personally. I mean, he just walked up and, like, smacked Nurkic in the face. Like, there's no reason where Kevin Durant should be reached. Like, I don't know. That's just my opinion. But back to the Warriors, that whole Draymond thing kind of annoyed me because there's there's few people that kind of agreed with him, and then there's some people who, like me, were like, why are you talking shit to KD? Like, KD won you two ranks. And kept your dynasty afloat because LeBron crushed that dynasty, the Steph Clay thing. And then Durant joins and they just don't have an answer from they get smacked around. So they win this game versus Phoenix. Then they dominate the Jazz. And then they actually played very well in the Clippers game with no Kawhi, mind you. Uh, but then they totally lost in the fourth quarter. Clay has his bad moment. He gets yanked by Steve Kerr. Um Steve Kerr benches him the next night, last night, versus the the Jazz. And let's just say uh, he took it personally. 35 points for Clay Thompson, 13 of 22 from the field. And he shot a total of 7 out of 13 from the field. Uh, and he really was the reason they won this game. Uh, they won 140 to 137, and he was the sole reason they won this game. Draymond, yes, chipped in with two threes. 
But Steph was really bad in this game. Steph was really bad in this game. He actually, Draymond had 23 points, which was, which is insane to think about. 23 points for Draymond Green. Um, he had three threes. But one of the things I have a problem with, with this Golden State team is they're they're missing something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Clay playing like this or Steph. I don't know. I don't think it's Steph because Steph's been pretty much at an All-NBA level consistently all year long. They're missing something. I don't know if it's because they don't have the same talent they've had from before, but they're missing that piece. Uh, it could be Clay. could be uh, the kid from Santa Clara, who, the lefty Pokazeski, I think his name is, um, or Pazenski. They're miss they're missing something. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Draymond chipping in offensively. I don't know. But they're missing something. Kaminga, I will say this. Jonathan Kaminga's had a really good season. He's been known for his, you know, athleticism and his, you know, versatile defensively. But now he's really starting to display his offensive game. And I don't think you can trade him because you're you're kind of at the end with this Curry Clay era, the the Splash Bros era, the 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 Steve Kerr dynasty. So you do need something to build off of, and I think Kaminga could be a solid piece for them. So the Warriors, they're very interesting. They could definitely get back in this race. They're only four games out from the seventh seed. Um, they're they're two and a half games out from the nine. So they're 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 right there. Um, but they're gonna really need to tighten it up, and they can't have these like bad bad losses to some of these teams. They gotta start winning some of these games too versus the Clippers and stuff like that. Let's talk about the Lakers. Lakers actually ended the All-Star break on a solid note. They beat the Jazz. They beat the Pistons. They beat the Pelicans in one of the craziest offensive games I've ever seen. Um, But then they did have this bad loss to the Nuggets. But they've been very good in the month of February. They've lost one game in the month of February. And they've actually played very well. They're 6-1 in the month of February, I'm pretty sure. They're six and one in the month of February. Just doing quick math. Um, they're six and one in the month of February. They're actually playing really good. Yes, they're not playing great teams, but they're playing actually pretty good. They played the Nuggets, who they lost to, but it's a very competitive, close game, which kind of looked like all the playoff games we watched last year when they played the Nuggets. Just one of those games where the Nuggets just were much better with their execution in the half court offensively down the stretch of those games. They beat the Knicks, which was actually a very good win for them. Um, and then they beat the Celtics, who played everybody, and they didn't have LeBron or AD. Austin Reeves was, I mean, the best player on the court that night. He had 32 points. He dominated this game, and Jason Tatum did absolutely nothing. They beat the Pistons. They beat the Jazz. So they do have some good wins here in this month. The The way they close out this month is really going to be telling of – what the future holds for them. They play in Golden State coming out of the All-Star break. They get San Antonio. Then they get in Phoenix. They're in. They're actually at Staples Center or Crypto.com Arena um, for the game versus the Clippers, and then they get the Wizards to close out the month. They got to start winning because March is a very, very tough slate for them. They got a tough sled ahead of them. This is what their, six game, this is what their first eight games out of March look like. Nuggets, Thunder, Kings, Bucks, Timberwolves, Kings, Warriors. That's a rough, 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 rough schedule. They got a gauntlet in March. And then the games following that are right after is 
the Warriors again, Hawks, 76ers, maybe with Embiid. We don't really know. I don't think he'll be back for that game. I don't know. Pacers, Bucks, Grizzlies, Pacers, Nets. That's how they close March. March is a rough schedule for them. So win these games in February while you can because you're going to take some lumps in March. LeBron, AD, they're playing really well. LeBron doing his typical 24 points per game with seven assists and seven rebounds. AD is actually played very well. He's actually played 52 games for them. So that's actually a very positive thing for them. He's only missed four games this year. Um, he's been healthy all year. He's made a huge impact for the team. It's actually why they're four games above 500, really. It's because of Anthony Davis and the way he's been able to stay on the floor. Um, Dinwiddie being added to this team is very interesting because I don't think he fits the team all that well, personally. Um, one of the problems that they have is that they don't really have this elite wing. Um, and wing, I mean elite defensively, not offensively. You got LeBron and a few other guys. Like, Prince is a so-so defender. With Vanderbilt being out, they don't really have a guy. Like, Hachimura is a so-so defender, in my opinion. Um, uh, Reddish has been good, but he's, again, he's been hurt. So, he's been hurt for a while. Gabe Vincent's been hurt. Jared Vanderbilt's hurt. So, they're relying guys on, like, Max Christie to guard, like, Jamal Murray. And they're, and there's moments where he's held his own. There's also moments where he's looked like a rookie. So, they've had their moments. One of the things that they need, really if they're going to take this leap, is with D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves. LeBron and AD, I'm not worried about. If D'Lo and Reeves get going offensively, which D'Lo has, and Reeves had in spurts of games, in sparks and you know, so on and so forth, they've had their moments. If they can have those big moments, they're really going to be tough because those two guards playing and scoring the basketball at a high level in the half court, in the playoffs, when you match up with Minnesota, because LeBron's getting guarded by McDaniels or getting guarded by Ant Edwards, or you know OKC is sending door at LeBron or J Dub, like you're gonna have some like whatever first round matchup because I don't see them getting out of the play in tournament. They're gonna be in the play in tournament, so they're gonna be a seven or an eight. You're gonna get a matchup with the Thunder, Clippers, Timberwolves, or uh, the Nuggets. That's one of your matchups. And you don't want Denver. You want OKC. You want Minnesota. Those are the two teams you want because they're young, inexperienced playoff teams. That's what you want if you can get there. But the Lakers, if they run into the Clippers or Denver, they're in a tough spot. But I could say I could I will say this. If Russell's able to get his matchup with Conley or Reeves with Conley in the playoffs, they can hold their own. The I think the Lakers really want to see the Thunder. That's really, I think, what they're hoping for is they get the Thunder. That's the big thing. If they end up getting the Thunder, they're in a very good spot to go repeat what they did last year. Let's talk about the Kings. The Sacramento Kings are in the exact same spot as they were last year. 31-23 and 23 at the deadline. Uh, they blew a game on Tuesday night to the Nuggets or to the Suns, but they bounced back and they got a nice win on Wednesday over the Denver Nuggets. Fox rallied them in the fourth quarter. He had 30 points in the game. Nuggets did not have Jamal Murray. Jokic played, and Jokic actually didn't really do much. He had uh, 15 points, 8, eight assists, and 5 rebounds. He was 0-6 from, from the three-point line. Just didn't do much, really. Uh, they let Aaron Gordon score, and it was a defensive, grinded-out type of game. And they, uh, they took care of business. So, 
The Kings, exact same team as they were last year. They're 31-23 and 23 heading into the All-Star break, and they're the eighth seed. And this is what I've been talking about earlier. The Western Conference is so good this year. You look at the West, I mean, it's incredible. And we'll get to it in a second, but let's talk about the Kings real quick. They're the same team as they were last year. They're going to give teams a tough time. they got an electric offense, but can they play defense is really their big question because Monk can score 30. Fox can score 30. Keegan Murray can get hot. They got a bunch of talent. Question is, can they play defense? And that's really my big question for them. Outside of that, I really like this King scheme. Uh, let's keep it moving here with Dallas. Dallas adds PJ Washington and Daniel Gafford to the team. And their first game, they smack around uh, the Thunder. Smacked them around. Luka went off in the first quarter. They smacked them around. Then they came, they faced the Wizards. They smacked them around. And then they get the Spurs, and they smack them around completely. Then they get to open up with this game, coming out of the All-Star break, because it's a new season once the All-Star break. You come out of the All-Star break, they get the Phoenix Suns. I can't wait for that game. Dallas, you know, we know what their deal is. Kyrie, Luka, they both can score 30. And then you got guys like P.J. Washington chipping in. Uh, they dominated, dominated. They beat the piss out of the Thunder, 146-111. Uh, Luka had 32 points in that game. Uh, Daniel Gafford also had a pretty good game for them as well, coming off the bench. He had 19 points. P.J. Washington had 14. You know, Kyrie Luka dominate, and then the other guys uh, chip in. That's really the big thing for them. And look, if they can figure it out, their things defensively, we've talked about this. Luka is such a good player. He could lead this team to the, the Western Conference Finals. Again, he can make a few upsets here and there. You saw what he did to a 60-win Phoenix uh, Suns uh, ball club, and he dominated them. Dominated them the entire series. Dominated them. So I like where Dallas is. They're at the seventh seed. They're one game out from the from the uh, from the five seed, and they're four games out from the four seed. So it's a big game coming out of the All Star break. You get a five seed or a six seed. I like your chances. They're also in a good spot right now because they get the Thunder game. That's what that's the team that everyone wants to face is the Thunder because they're inexperienced. So so is Minnesota. Inexperienced, never been there before. Because Clippers and Nuggets, they've been there before. They've been in those big games. Those guys have been in big games. They want the inexperienced young teams, Thunder, OKC. That's what they want. Um, Dallas, I like where they are at. Luka, I expect him to be high level coming out of the All-Star break. Let's talk about New Orleans. I want to quickly talk about them. Um, New Orleans, they're good, but no one wants to see them. I'm going to be completely honest with them. Nobody wants to see New Orleans uh, play because... They're not like super entertaining, but like they got guys like Zion and Ingram who score 22 points per game, just about, and they're very good defensively. Um, they don't win in the uh, prettiest way possible. They win ugly, but they're a very tough team to face. Let's talk about Phoenix. Phoenix, man, they're so close. Every time they get to, it's so frustrating. I love watching Devin Booker. I do. One of my problems with this Phoenix team is like they get so close and then Bradley Beal gets hurt again. They get so close and then Bradley Beal gets hurt again. And this is the problem I had with them. If their season was to rely on Bradley Beal, they effed up big time. Big time. If that was their hypothetical scenario, which kind of seems like it was because they put all their chips into one basket, which was Bradley Beal. They traded 1,800 second round picks. And Chris Paul off to Washington. That was their move to Bradley Beal. If their 
expectation was he was going to stay healthy the entire season, they messed up big time. Because it's starting to hurt them now, and it's hurting the entire team. Uh, Devin Booker, he's been playing great. Kevin Durant, they're putting up like extraordinary offensive numbers. Booker's averaging 27, who started off very slow. But in this last month or two, he's really picked it up, Devin Booker. And Katie's kind of uh, sat back and, you know, has deferred a little bit. But he's going to really start, you know, being more aggressive here, especially with Bradley Beal being out, um, who's who's grabbing, I think it was hamstring or quad, one of those two, um, in the Sacramento game. Phoenix team is very good. The difference between Phoenix and Dallas, I want to talk about this, because who's better, Phoenix or Dallas, is a big question everyone's talking about. Kyrie, Luka, Devin Booker, Durant. The shot creation of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, I will take that any day of the week over Luka and Kyrie. I'm not saying they're bad, but the team's also a little bit better, too. And we saw this you know, the, the last time they played in Dallas. When Booker and Durant get going, it's so hard to stop them. Yeah, Luka's great, and Luka kind of owns Devin Booker for the whole playoff thing. But uh, I think I would personally rather take Phoenix just because I, I like Frank Vogel defensively. In a seven-game series, it probably goes seven. But I trust Durant and Booker to get the job done over Luka and Kyrie. I just do. I trust them both. Phoenix, very good. But they are – you don't want to get yourself in a first-round matchup with Denver. You just don't. That's not the team you want to face in the first round. Let's talk about – I want to breeze through uh, some of these Western Conference teams. Let's talk about the Timberwolves. They're number one in defensive rating. I'm going to breeze through some of this. Um, Timberwolves, they're number one in defensive rating. Uh, Edwards, McDaniels, we talked about this earlier. They are elite defensively, but they do struggle offensively. They're like 20th in offensive rating, um, and their offense lacks perimeter shot creation. And yes, Anthony Edwards is great, but he can only do so much for your team on the perimeter offensively where teams are going to close in, tighten it up, and your offense is going to look like a mess in the playoffs because everything gets tightened in, and you really don't have a lot of options to go. Um, you don't have a lot of avenues to go if you're in Edwards because everything's getting clogged up, and you got to make a decision. And things happen so fast in the playoffs. That's one of my big concerns. Everything else is great. They went into uh, L.A. and kicked the shit out of the Clippers this week. Kicked the shit out of them. Um, they won by like 21 points. Dominated that game. The Clippers didn't really stand a chance in that game. Paul George was their leading scorer, and everybody had a bad night from Kawhi, Paul George. They match up really well with the Clippers. I think they've beaten the Clippers two times this year. I, I could be wrong, but I, beat, I think they've beaten them twice. I think they've only played twice so far this year. Yeah, they've beaten them twice this year. They do play another game in a week or two, um, and then their last game is the 12th of March. But they've beaten them twice, kind of all relatively the same. Kawhi and Paul George having off nights and relying on someone else like Harden, who's been a distributor for them, make a play. That's really what they've been doing. They've been everyone's shit. They've been defense, hard-nosed. I went to their game. Ant Edwards is incredible, but they do need someone like Mike Conley to step up in the postseason if they're going to elevate into the finals contention. Let's talk about the Thunder. Okay, so the Thunder, SGA. Historic offensive season, 31 points for SGA. Jalen Williams is averaging about 19 points per game. Chet's averaging about 16. That's really where they're being, their scores are coming from. And yes, every once in a while, Joe, Wallace, Wiggins, uh, Kenrich Williams, they all chip in. But really, the big thing 
is those three-headed monster, SGA, uh, Williams, and Holmgren. That's really been the big thing. Holmgren, he's had some off nights. I've talked about them being like uh, finals threats. They open up with the Clippers at the All-Star break. That's a huge game. So immediately, one thing that tells me, I have the All-Star break, this stuff matters now because you're heading towards playoffs and you need to separate yourselves from these other teams. You just have to. And I think the Thunder actually have a really good chance of doing that. Um, one of the problems I have with the Thunder is that sometimes their offense just goes cold because if SGA isn't getting it done, there's some nights where just Jalen Williams offensively just doesn't have it. He'll have it defensively on most nights, but there's some nights where he just doesn't have it offensively, and that's a problem because there's nights where – I'm going to say every night Chet gets clamped, but Chet Holmgren – does have nights uh, like very frequently where he's just like not scoring, which is fine if SGA is scoring you know thirty five points per game, and and Williams is scoring seventeen. But there's nights where Williams and home Williams and Holmgren just don't have it, and that is one of my problems with them. Uh, there's nights where they just simply don't have it, and when they don't have it, those are the games that they lose, and it happens actually quite frequently. And I know they're twenty games above five hundred, but one of the problems I have with them is just like. I said this, I think they're finals contenders, but they have these moments where they, they, they just look like the inexperienced team. And that is something you can't show before the playoffs. You just can't. Um, we're going to close this podcast talking about the Clippers. We'll rank, we'll re-rank these teams uh, in a second, but I want to talk about the Clippers to close this podcast. Um, this is a team I think is making the NBA Finals. If you're telling me right now, if I had to place money on who's going to make the NBA Finals right now, it's the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers have been an elite basketball team since they've acquired James Harden. Uh, I don't know the record on them since they've gotten James Harden, but I imagine it's been very good. Kawhi, Paul George, Harden. You got guys like Norman Powell and Westbrook who just chip in. They are elite. They're an elite team. Harden, their offense is just so fluid. Um, A lot of the problems that these NBA offenses have is that they just don't – they're not consistent – they get they can score inside, mid-range, outside, three-pointer. They score from anywhere on the floor, and that is why their offense is so fun to watch. James Harden's got averaging eight assists per game along with 17 points per game. And Kawhi and Paul George, offensively, they've been very good all year. They've stayed healthy all year, too. That's the most important thing for them, really. Um, in their games played, I think they've played like 53 games so far this year. Um in their 53 games played, Kawhi has not missed a ton of time. He's played in 48. Paul George played in 50. Harden's played in 48. All these guys are playing, like, all their games. They're not hurt. So, if they stay healthy, they can be a force to be reckoned with. And in the playoffs, they got Zubak who could defend the rim. So, that takes the Jokic part. Who's guarding Jokic? Zubak will guard Jokic. Now you got uh, Kawhi and Paul George. They can guard any one of your wings. So, you are set. Tyron Liu, excellent coach. I don't know, honestly. Maybe Denver beats them, but that is about the only team I could see them losing to. And if anyone else beats them, that's extremely disappointing on the Clippers' part because I'm all in on this team, and if you told me right now I had to make a bet on the NBA Finals, the team I'm picking is Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, let's re-rank these teams to close the podcast. If I had to rank them, 
from one to five, the best teams, the five best teams, and we'll write the rest in a second, but it's the Clippers at number one, the Nuggets at number two, the Timberwolves at three, the Thunder at four, and then the Suns at five, followed by Dallas, followed by the Kings, followed by the Pelicans, followed by the Lakers, then followed by the Golden State Warriors. That's how I'd rank them, personally. That's just me. Um, but I think the Western Conference is a is going to be a dogfight. These are potential round one matchups. OKC versus the Mavericks. Uh, Clippers versus the Pelicans. Denver versus Phoenix, which would be an elite series. And then you get Minnesota versus Sacramento, which would also be a very fun series. Two young teams. Sacramento gets two home games, which I think they have the best home home uh, home court in the NBA. Um, no place I've seen get loud as the uh, as as the Kings Arena does. I mean, it's incredible, really. Their home their home court's incredible. Uh, but that's how I'd rank it. Uh, those playoff series, those are all very tough playoff series. But we're gonna close the show here. That'll do it for today's episode of the Shaq Sports Talk podcast. I'm gonna close it down right here. Um, Again, I'm sold on the Clippers. I think this team's winning the NBA championship at the current moment. I think they're winning the NBA championship if all those guys stay healthy. Denver's probably number two, followed by Minnesota and OKC. Um, I get worried about Minnesota OKC. They're very good teams. They might could, they might blow by some of these teams, uh, but the inexperience of this team does kind of concern me because they haven't been there yet. If you tell me next year OKC, number one, I'll believe you, but – their inexperience right now, I think, is going to be very daunting for them in the playoffs. I, I really do. I think they can be a finals-level team, but their inexperience really does concern me. So that would do it for today's episode of the Shag Sports Talk Podcast. The Shag Sports Talk Podcast is out.